0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm with Aubrey Bailey who is the co-owner and operator of Cadet and Chispa in the Napa Valley, specifically Napa. Aubrey, it is so much fun to be sitting with you today in your brand new spot. You are really such a fascinating woman, so I'm really looking forward to this time together. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So you are a native Californian, who found her way to the Napa Valley initially as a pastry person at Red Restaurant, which was a happenin' place in Yountville? Then you were a psalm at the French Laundry. And then I've got to know, what inspired you to open up your first establishment, Cadet, which is a local favorite? It's this little hole-in-the-wall place nestled in an alleyway in Napa.
2: I think Napa, downtown Napa, especially 10 years ago, there really wasn't a lot going on. Um, It was a really sleepy town. I mean, I think we can all remember 10 years ago, the kind of opening or the... The joke was that everyone drove through downtown Napa to get to Yountville and St. Helena. That's where everything was kind of happening. Right. But being in hospitality, all of my friends worked in hospitality. We were all cooks or servers or whatnot. And, you know, we get off late night, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, I think the nine to five person, you know, you don't exactly go home and go straight to sleep. So we wanted a place that we could go after work and hang out that wasn't necessarily a a complete dive bar. I think the only places that we could really go to at that time Were Ponchas and Henry's, which are sole favorites of mine. I always love those places, but something a little bit different. And, you know, one of my great loves is traveling and going to different places. And I think all of us who are kind of, you know, wine and culinary nerds, we love to travel and go eat and go adventure in new places. And going to so many places in Europe, you know, there was always these little wine bars down an alley or this little kind of hole in the wall. And, It inspired my uh, original business partner and I to open up something that was in this community of wine nerds, a wine bar that highlighted wines from all over the world, not just Napa Valley, because we all love to drink things from all over the world um, and adventure with them. So we wanted something that highlighted everything from all over the world, the wine list and a beer list. Takes a lot of beer to make good wine. Um, and we wanted a late night spot. So those were the two things that we really honed in on, and Cadet was born. You're relatively
1: young, especially 10 years ago. Yeah. That's a big endeavor to take on. Yeah. So, how'd you take that leap of faith? How'd you make it all come together?
2: I mean, cadet a lot of hard work. Yeah, a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. Um, cadet was definitely big borrow and steal to make that happen. I mean, to say that we did that on a shoestring budget is generous, but we did. Um, I mean, it was down an alley. The spaces had been occupied, hadn't been occupied for a really long time. So we took three old office spaces. We tore down the walls. I mean, it was a bare bones build out. And what you see is what you get. When you walk into Quebec, there really isn't much else besides that bar and a very small, uh, storage room in the, in the back, uh, which is, again, calling it a storage room is a generous, (laughs) uh, by any stretch of the imagination. We worked really hard and we really thought like, I mean, we thought that it would be her and I, and maybe, you know, one or two other people on the weekends to come in, uh, and help us out, but it would just be her and I behind the bar and we opened it up and it, caught like wildfire and it's been busy ever since you know knock on wood and thank you very much to our community and so it's been a blast ever since 10 years later yeah you got cheese yeah <laughs> this
1: really unique place very chic contemporary and is focused on tequila yeah of all things yeah And you really tried to showcase kind of authentic Mexico here with your cuisine and some seafood and your cocktails. So what was the inspiration for Chispa? And why another place? (laughs) (laughs) That's a better question.
2: A, I had always wanted to play with spirits and do a spirits concept. I came from a fine dining background. After being in... At such an incredible level of high end fine dining, um, and then opening Cadet, I fell in love with the bar world um, and doing that. So I knew I wanted to do a spirits concept a long time ago. It was just a matter of timing and you know the right concept and the right space. And what you know, there's so many things that have to come together, right? Tequila. Um, was something that I kind of fell in love with a long time ago, even before Cadet. I was lucky enough when I was on the Somme team at uh, at the French Laundry um, at the time when we got our spirits license, or our liquor license, and we started purchasing spirits for the French Laundry. So I got to see that um, and be a part of it, which was really, really cool because being a Psalm at the French Laundry, it's this amazing, incredible list, and you're the expert. It sounds funny to say, but this is really before a time, you know, where you could Google things really quickly or whatnot. You know, we had to hit the books every single night and every single morning, and we really had to know our stuff. So when we got the spirits list, we were told, you know, we're getting spirits. You got to do some spirits now. You know, we knew that we wanted to do the best of the best of everything, right? The French Laundry wine list was always the best of the best of the best. You know, it's the best producers from only the best vineyards from only the best years. And that's an incredible thing to get hooked on. That was the same philosophy that we took with the spirits. You know, it had to be the best of the best of the best. And so, you know, she spent all this time becoming a wine expert. Spirits weren't even in my mind at all but you know okay great now I've got to become uh, an expert in these spirits and we started so small such a capsule collection and one of the first things that I really started studying um, was tequila because we knew we wanted to bring in a couple of tequilas and Casa Dragones was the first one that I really started studying and you know I didn't I, I had just kind of a a broad knowledge of tequila. I really didn't know um, anything specific about it. But as I started studying tequila uh, and getting into it, I think what really fascinated me about it was the parallels of tequila and the wine world. Because the wine world and wines are so geographically specific, um, and I think in you know, wine country we can all recognize that and we can all appreciate that you know coombsville cabernet tastes different from mount veder cabernet tastes different from saint helena cabernet and so on and so on and so on tequila is so specific to the region gins vodkas you know you can make them in a lot of different places in the world tequila has to come from tequila just like champagne yeah just like champagne so here at chispa you have the best of the best We're building our list right now. We're seeing what works. We have a very extensive list of tequilas. Started with about 70 tequilas and 30 to 40 mezcals. Right now, we're seeing what the community will respond to, Mm -hmm. um, which is always something that I really like to do. And I learned that lesson very quickly at Cadet. That the community, our community, is fantastic, and they 'll tell you what they want to consume, and we 're consumers um, right. of spirits and all things alcoholic beverage so it 's been really fun. You have an idea of what you think will work, and the tequilas or you know the food or you know the champagnes and the pinos that you think will work. Mm-hmm. And then the community will walk in and they'll tell you, um, right. you know, they'll buy this and they won't buy that and so on. So and then you
1: tweak accordingly. Exactly. Right.
2: Exactly. So that's what we're doing right now.
1: So, so far, what are the crowd pleasers on the menu? G4
2: has been really great. Casa Drigonis. On the food menu, what are some of the highlights? The idea was to build a tequila bar and have this food program that really highlighted who we are as Californians. So everything is really a mix of everything. So very, very seasonal. The Kung Pao octopus has been killer. That's been a top seller. Um, Fried chicken has been absolutely incredible. The tequila steak has been a huge seller. And I think it's been really fun for me because there isn't a food emphasis at Cadet. Food was never meant to be the focus. There's little bites to keep you drinking, but at Chispa, it's a full-blown food program Mm. with a kitchen and a chef. And he's doing such an incredible job. And he's doing, I think, what, when I moved to Napa Valley to open up Red, it was, it is such a culinary mecca. And he's creating this incredible Californian menu That highlights ingredients from all over the world and then also highlights the incredible seasonality of Northern California produce. It's so produce and ingredient driven and I just couldn't be more proud.
1: During the
2: course of your career, who's inspired you? When I came to Napa Valley, I've had the luck of landing in such incredible establishments to start my NAPA career at Red, which was such the hub. And right when it opened, there are so many incredible people. I mean, Richard Reddington was incredibly influential. Guy managed Red from day one. You know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I think he comes with the building. I mean, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a NAPA legend and he just walked in the door the other night. And Nicole Plu, who was the pastry chef at the time. I mean, all of those people taught me so much about hospitality it wasn't, for Richard, it wasn't just about the food. The food was incredible, and it was amazing, and that was one part of Red. The hospitality that went into Red, and treating every single person that walked in that door like a king or a queen, and recognizing them was something that stuck with me right away. I mean, from the moment someone walked in the door, you know, the slips guy was coming back, and he was like, this is so-and-so, and they're sitting at table six, and It could be your barber uh, or, you know, a winemaker or a famous chef. Uh, And it was, everyone was a VIP. And the kitchen and the front of the house, it was just this interactive game of let's treat them so well. Um, So Guy was amazing. Richard was amazing. Nicole Blue taught me about excellence. Everything that she did was so technically incredible. She never let me skimp or cut a corner. And that was my first real forte into that. her level of excellence was incredible. And then to go to the laundry, that's a whole other level. I mean, certainly Thomas's legacy in the restaurant world is, you know. Speaks for itself. Yeah, speaks for itself. It really does. But, you know, there were so many people who lifted me up along the way. Uh, I mean, I wasn't exactly uh, wonderful at uh, the front of the house or even culinarily, you know. Uh, in the beginning, I had to work really, really hard at it, but there were so many people who saw just a little bit in me, like Larry Nadeau was incredible, Tim Hollingsworth, Corey Lee. There were so many amazing people that were working there that raised me up and believed in me that I, I the list could go on and on.
1: How about when you started Cadet? Did you have someone that mentored you through
2: Starting a business? The whole community. The, the, I mean, the whole community. I will say the, the thing that is amazing about our community is that we show up for right. each other. Uh, from day one, when I said, I think I'm going to go do this, everyone's door was open. Uh, and, you know, there were the Richard Reddingtons and the guys um, and the Tims and, you know, the Michael Manillos that... I would text and call on a regular basis. And my downtown Napa community, uh, from day one, I walked in and Mick from Zuzu, he was one of my first customers. He sat down and he said, hey, look, kid, you don't even know what you don't know yet. Your drains are going to back up. Something's going to happen weird at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. This is my number. You call me. And I've called Mick at 1 a.m. on a Saturday night and he's picked up every single time. Uh, you know, I, I can't. That's fantastic. It, it is. I, I really can't. I, I think the whole community has helped me. Yeah. I think that speaks to the community. It really and does. And how wonderful it is.
1: Uh, what keeps you going?
2: Um, do you ever get worn out? <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, you know, I get tired just like anybody else, but I truly love this industry. I truly love, it, and I think that is such a big motivator for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love hospitality and I know, you know, hospitality has had a rough few years during the pandemic uh, and even before then. And I think that actually only motivates me more uh, in growing my businesses and and my group now um, with Cadet and Chispa. I love seeing the next generation of hospitality professionals that are coming up and you can see the spark in their eye. And for me, I take the responsibility of Mentoring the next generation very seriously and building a business model that can show that hospitality and the life in hospitality can be sustainable, that you don't have to work 16-hour days and go crazy and never have any time off and, you know, burn out in a few years. That being said,
1: I discovered something unique uh, that we should speak about.
2: You have a fund here for your employees. I do. I do. And that's something that, again, is really important to me. Um, I think continuing education Mm -hmm. is incredibly important. And we want to see our team really continue their education in hospitality. So whether it be, you know, accounting courses, if they think that, you know, the business end of things are interesting, uh, if they think that a wine course is interesting to them um we created a scholarship fund at chispa and that's through our chispacho shot i had the idea you know i said you know what what is going to be our champagne splash at chispa because at cadet someone walks in the door we know them they're a great customer they're a great friend you know, you greet them with a splash of champagne or something. And I said, you know, what is our equivalent? Yeah, exactly. What are we going to do? And I knew I wanted to create some sort of scholarship program. So 100% of the profits from uh, the Chispa, um, from the Chispacho, uh, go to creating that um, scholarship program, which is something that's so important to me. The way that the Chispacho actually came about was so perfectly organic. I knew I wanted some sort of shot or something like that, and I wanted it... When, when I drink tequila, I usually like to drink it neat or on the rocks, and one of my favorite things to drink with it is a chilled tomato back. Uh, it's just perfect, the acidity in the tomato uh, and just the cold. It, it's always nice. Uh, so I wanted to create a little bit of a marriage of that, and uh, our wonderful uh, sous chef Quinn... One of his loves in life is pickling things. Maybe two weeks before we opened Chispa, he was doing his first round of pickles, and he was walking me through his pickling program and all of the different spices that he was putting into it, his whole process, and you know how he pickles everything twice because he loves the flavor of it twice, but you know third time is too much and all of this kind of stuff and. I looked at him and I said, you know, Quinn, what do you do with the pickling liquid after that? And Marco was right there. And we all just had an aha moment all at the same time. And so it's the pickling liquid um, from the pickles that Quinn does, all of the seasonal, beautiful vegetables and fruits that he pickles for our culinary program. And then Marco came along with the perfect tomato uh, juice and they put it together and they spiced it up a little bit and then they put the tequila in it and... It's the perfect little cheese butt shot,
1: and you can get the optional oyster.
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right. You gotta add. <laughs> you gotta
1: add an oyster to it. It's really fun. Yeah. What's ahead? Is there a third restaurant?
2: <laughs> uh, ten years from now. Ten years from now. Yeah, ten years my mark. Uh, you know, I would love. I would love to to continue to grow the company. Uh, and and what would that look like? <laughs> That is yet to come. Are your wheels already turning? Always, always. Absolutely always turning. Uh, I have more ideas than I have hours in the day. Always. Uh, I have
1: that problem too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Who doesn't, I guess? But no, the wheels are always turning and I have no intention of slowing down. uh, And I I can't wait to see what's next.
0: Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com.
1: Let's turn on to your personal life. Uh, you live in the town of Napa. I do. I do. You're close to work. Poor girl. (laughs) Um, If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your decorating style? Tell me.
2: Uh, My decorating style. Wow. Uh, Well, I learned this year when I got a home that I have a decorating style, and I had to figure that out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, it's it's very quiet, very neutral. uh, Lots of white and black and neutral earth tones to it. I love spending time outdoors, so my backyard is... Uh, might want to kick me out because I spend so much time uh, doing all the landscaping and everything. Oh, I'm impressed. Uh, I, 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 you I, have time to <laughs> landscape. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, You'll notice at Cadet and Chispa that there are a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. And something that all of my coworkers and my dear business partner know about me is that's actually for me. It's not for everybody else. I... If I can't figure something out, if I'm stressed or oh. freaked out, I take 10 minutes and I go talk to the plants and poke around and prune them or something. And uh, Taylor learned a long time ago uh, she doesn't bother me. No one bothers me if I take go a to couple, the plant if I if go to go, go, the go plant. to the plant.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of your hobby, it's your Zen place. Yes. Yeah.
2: okay. Favorite room in your home, my bedroom. Why? Because it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and i love to sleep okay when you
1: kick back and relax what kind of music do you like to listen to what's your go-to music
2: i actually if if i'm if i want to relax and i want to chill out oh, i'm yeah. just ambient quiet um Uh, a lot of old classical music um but then
1: um (laughs) some favorite artists
2: uh i really like bach uh and uh but then i'll you know do kind of quiet ambient um electronic music too sometimes uh just depends on the mood
1: other than playing with your plants
2: do you have a hobby do you collect anything uh you know i don't really collect anything Mm. um I'm not a big clutter person. I don't like to hold on to too many things. I love to go hiking. I love to spend time in the outdoors. I think like so many of us in Northern California, Mm -hmm. I think if I get a day off or have a couple of days, then heading out to the mountains or the coast and just going on a long hike. Do you have a favorite spot you can tell us about? Uh, I love going to the Sierra Foothills. I love going to Tahoe. I love going out to Mendocino if I can get a little bit more time. Those Mendocino and Lake Tahoe, those are the two places that I really love to go.
1: Okay. I'm sure you have done a little bit of traveling in your lifetime. Is there a meaningful
2: or memorable
1: trip you can tell us about?
2: There are two trips that really opened my eyes to the world. Uh, And I think the first trip I took with my brother and my sisters when i was just i think i was 14 or 15 and i had a sister that was studying abroad in the netherlands and my parents gave us all a a ticket they came to us and they said go pick up your sister and so my other sister and my brother and i we went and we spent time we rented a very tiny little car and we just picked a direction and we went. And so we went from the Netherlands over to Germany. And it was, I grew up in a very small town and I had no idea that the world was so big. How fun, what an adventure. How old were you then? I think I was 14 or 15. Yeah, no, 14 or 15. And my eldest sister would have been 25. So we were all really young. And it was just such a crazy, I mean, we lived off of, you know, baguettes and cheese and schnitzel. And it was the most incredible thing. Like I had no idea schnitzel existed and I was hooked. I thought as a, you know, 15 year old, that was the coolest thing in the whole wide world. Like, and I just, I, it opened my eyes. I had no idea the world was so big. Uh, And I think that's what my parents were trying to get me to see. Yeah. And then as an adult, I think the first time that I really traveled abroad and went and spent I think I ended up being in Paris for, for three, maybe four weeks. I quit my job. That was amazing. Uh, And, you know, again, it was a time before smartphones or anything like that. And I had a fooders guide and I would Mm -hmm. wake up and I would get a coffee and a croissant because I, you know, how are you going to be in Paris and not do that every morning? And I would pick a direction and I would just walk. And I would get hungry and I would open up my little fooders guide and I would find something to eat around that area. And I just spent weeks doing that. And that was a a really influential uh, trip for me too. Both of them sound
1: fantastic.
2: Other than Cadet and
1: Chispa, what's one or two places that you recommend your friends when they come visit you here?
2: I love what the team at Valley is doing. Uh, I've known Emma Lip for a really long time uh, over in Sonoma Valley, Mm -hmm. over in Sonoma Square. Uh, I think she's an incredible lady, uh, and I love what they're doing for their community over there. Zuzu is always close to my heart. If I get off a little bit early and I can sneak in and get a paella, I absolutely do. Those are my big go-tos that I adore. Uh, Anytime crab season hits, I go straight to Torque. Sean does an incredible job and I always love kind of just sitting at that bar and they always spoil me rotten him and Cynthia are incredible you work
1: so hard how do you spoil yourself other than going to tour what do you do
2: for you I love to go out and eat an adventure if I can get some time off I love going to San Francisco and checking out the new restaurants and different bars. There's so much going on in San Francisco right now in the, in the culinary scene and the bar scene and the East Bay as well. There's so many young, interesting projects that I love going and checking that out. That, that's a lot of fun for me. Okay, Eating out is like a spectator sport.
1: <laughs> I like that. Okay, we're going to wrap things up with five quick
2: questions. You ready? Okay. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, An old Land Rover.
1: Okay. What's your favorite flower?
2: Ooh. Uh, Daisy.
1: Okay. Who would be your dream dinner date? John Cusack. Okay. What is a city that you can visit again and again and again? Your favorite city. That is a hard one. I am in love with
2: so many cities. Um, Again and again and again. I mean... Like it never gets old. New York, Chicago... Paris. Okay, that's it. Yeah.
1: And last question. What's one word that best describes you? Uh, hard working right now. <laughs> okay, two words. Aubrey. You are fantastic. Thank you for your time today. It's been so much fun. Thank
0: you for having me. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.